0: So, hello and welcome to another episode of the Philosophy Guy podcast. So, today's episode is going to be, again, a little bit different. Uh, it's a little bit less structured. It might be my least structured episode I've done so far, which, you know, for those watching on my second YouTube channel, which is intended to be my video podcast section of that, uh, which is which is different than my main channel that is more highly edited and whatnot, in case you want to know that. So, if you're interested in that, check the links below. But anyways, for my podcast listeners this is an episode where I want your feedback as I develop this idea I've been having and kind of working on. I guess in a way it will be a little bit more, that's where like, I guess a little bit less structure comes in. And so like I said, I don't know if I should should have chosen this as my first kind of podcast video section on YouTube. Should have been the first video is this one, but oh well, we'll, we'll see where it goes. So it's fine. But um, so basically my reason for wanting feedback is... That this is an idea I've kind of been developing. In that I want feedback to see, you know, if if I have some agreement, because it's kind of hard to find data on this type of thing. So I kind of brought in some philosophy to help kind of better understand that, and which is kind of why I want some feedback on it. Because you know, if someone does have some data, that kind of shows that. I would be really interested in it. So I kind of try to use like a more philosophical argument in my observations, which aren't always reliable, I admit that. So that's why I'm kind of trying to do this, if that makes sense. So this is kind of a rough draft, is a roundabout way of saying that as I develop this idea. So the idea is around how public figures, public intellectual, bleh, public intellectuals, um, you know, just young up-and-coming thinkers... Talking heads, you name it. As this group develops their audience base, they begin kind of feeding their fans what they they want instead of you know looking to to develop their own honest thoughts on the matters. So now I can I can fall under this too. I'm not saying like I'm blocked off and I'm exempt from this problem, but I'm not saying I'm free from this problem. However, I think we can find some that that do it way more than others. And more extreme cases and more problematic cases where they don't even want to consider the possibility that they are wrong. Uh, you know, every day people do this too. I'm not saying that. I'm just kind of using it. I'm essentially using these these kind of higher up public intellectuals as examples because although people within groups do it, I think it's more problematic when these public intellectuals do it because they have such high influence over other people's ideas. And those people in those groups' ideas, and their ability to possibly make them, you know, acknowledge the possibility of being wrong, which we'll, we'll kind of get into that. So basically, I just find it interesting when public intellectuals do it because of the influence they have, especially in the digital age. You know, we have so many more public intellectuals that just they have this large audience. So it makes it something interesting to really analyze. So no. So allow me to explain this idea a bit further and why I've been kind of stuck in this loop with the, of thinking about this. So if my listeners don't know, I was into politics before I got into this whole um, writing and podcasting thing. I'm still very interested in politics, but I kind of enjoy exploring exploring the broad range of ideas across the board, not really limiting myself, so I didn't want to limit myself myself. I guess is my main motivation, but also I kind of find it fun to, in this case, like apply philosophy to politics because, you know, for my longtime podcast listeners, you know that I'm all about trying to do that is connect these ideas to kind of what's popular in culture and what our culture cares about. So I didn't want to limit myself in that respect. So please. And then plus, plus, sorry, not plus my partner's work in politics in the public policy arena, it, it, you know, I get to stay up to date with it, essentially, because as she develops her career, I'm witnessing other young people and up and comers kind of fall under this this problem that I'm observing. Um, And that's why I'm kind of looking to you guys is because I want to know if this is actually a problem that I'm that I'm recognizing or if I'm just kind of overblowing this and blowing hot air. So please let me know of that. So what does this mean? As I feel like I'm kind of still being rather unclear about what my, my position is going to be. So current up-and-coming talking heads get stuck on their own celebrity, if that makes sense. They, they care about their celebrity appeal, their fan base, the the fan base they developed in their career and whatnot, instead of the pursuit of truth. And the reason I'm focusing on talking heads and public intellectuals is because when your brand is ideas, you have this this kind of celebrity to you based on the ideas that made you popular and I, I find it concerning when they're not willing to acknowledge that if that makes sense so the clicks so that what I kind of mean is to kind of put this into you know digital perspective age type stuff they care about clicks instead of facts they care about the views instead of the facts they care about the recognition instead of the facts and they care about continuing to sell their brand to their fan base instead of the facts. And I say facts because I hate when the media throws out that word facts and I feel like it's become really empty. I'm not saying that like everyone can just observe facts objectively and there's no bias involved. My point is that you're not even willing to address legitimate criticisms or acknowledge the possibility or even take in possible ideas that will deconstruct your kind of worldview and your perspective of what truth is. So kind of going forward with this. Now, this isn't to say this is a necessarily a bad thing, but it's like this kind of implicit bias that we are in denial of or nobody wants to talk about. So some current examples, and this is where you, the audience, comes in. I'm happy to be proven wrong, but I see Sam Harris. I've li- I have think I've mentioned this before. I've listened to him on and off for the last few years. I haven't seen his views really develop and change that much. It kind of feels like he's been on that the same kind of spiel for years and if you're like continuing to learn I always wonder like you know why why isn't something else being talked about or why aren't you talking about something you were wrong on and why you were wrong on that and what brought you to being wrong because I just you know I find that 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 should happen if you are someone that is studying the world of ideas shouldn't you also be constantly finding like little tweaks to your ideas and I just don't see that Maybe I'm not seeing it and there and I'm missing something, but at least, you know, I'm sure they've changed on something, but I feel like it needs to be more widely acknowledged when they do and, and acknowledge it in the sense that, Hey, and say like, this is okay to do that. So I see Jordan Peterson. I feel like he's starting to guide his ideas towards his, his brand instead of introducing new material, uh, Eric Weinstein, um, was just on the Joe Rogan podcast. I didn't listen to the whole thing, but I listened to some clips. I feel like I'm listening to a broken record every time he goes on the show because that's honestly the only time I listen to Eric uh, Weinstein, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, it's just like the same thing over and over again. They talk about they have the same conversation, and it gets it's just boring. It's like, aren't you still studying ideas all the time? Isn't this your whole thing? Is to find new knowledge? But they all just talk about the same thing, and they haven't really changed much. Conservatives have their heroes, such as Ben Shapiro who is not about developing his views, but destroying liberals, you know. The left does it too. Both sides strawman each other to feed their base. They feed their power structure. And we'll get into that power structure and what I mean by that in a bit. So if it wasn't about your, you know, if, if it wasn't about your celebrity, wouldn't you be trying to understand opposing views, developing your thought, finding truth, and, you know, persuade instead of destroy, So avoiding, you know, possibility of being wrong, I feel like by avoiding that, you are instead, you know, not caring about truth and instead caring about feeding your fan base and feeding that celebrity because you want to stay on top. And by acknowledging something that you're wrong on, you are taking a step down from being the top of whatever brand and idea you were on top of. Like I said, we'll continue to develop this and explain this a bit better. But So getting back to my connection to up-and-comers, see, I'm still rather young. So I kind of still, I feel like I have this kind of personal connection of, and this personal observation, because it's one thing for an adult to tell this to a young person. But for me, like witnessing other people do it, trying to keep myself in check from doing it, I feel like maybe I have a more personal perspective. So I think about how my views have developed. I've always been kind of liberal on social policies from the drug war, human rights, and not getting caught up in this whole like patriotism thing that's going on in the U S for my international listeners. Uh, But I was conservative on foreign policy for, you know, a while there, like in the beginning of college and whatnot, this idea, kind of the, the Ronald Reagan, the, uh, the, the peace through strength, blah, 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 you know, being world police and spreading democracy. I kind of bought in for that for a while and, I think it's complete BS at this point because of, you know, facts that are in what our foreign policy has done. That's a conversation for a different day. But the idea is that I've changed on that. And I get when you're younger, you change more. I'm not saying like Sam Harris needs to drastically change his viewpoints or Jordan Peterson needs to drastically change their world worldview and whatnot. That's not what my point is. My point is, I feel like there's not enough recognition of when someone is wrong on their own personal recognition of that, you know, of why their views have changed and why they've evolved and where they've gone and how they've done that. And there's some people that aren't like on top of like that isn't their whole brand that are more apt to acknowledge that. And an example, because I'm just using personal examples that I've kind of experienced in my life recently, I've been kind of on this thing where I've been listening to Duncan Trussell on Joe Rogan. And he's a guy that you can see that he has developed his views and he's willing to change them, willing to admit he's wrong and willing to kind of go where his thoughts want to go. Uh, and that's because like his main thing, he's a comedian. He's with, he came up with Joe. He like lived with Joe for a while. I feel like I'm talking a lot about Joe Rogan right now. But anyway, the point is that he, he doesn't have that incentive structure there to constantly just hold on to his views. Cause that's not, there's not a power structure there for him to do that. So I also look to understand where a group such as, you know, communists are coming from and this is in my development of my views where i try to place myself in their shoes and see where you know a possibility of me being wrong is i try to allow myself to see their line of thinking i'm willing to admit that i think this leads to kind of this evolution of people's thinking sometimes my partner gets worried about me entertaining ideas that I, that i personally still disagree with as though i hold them but i'm just trying to be curious about them. You know, I recognize that I have a lot to learn and I need to think that way to help prevent myself from kind of developing this too strong of a bias. Like I said, there's always going to be a bias there. You cannot avoid the bias completely, but recognizing that bias, I feel like at least helps, right? That, when you when you uh, kind of hold on to that bias, it leaves you closed off and closed-minded to facts that will alter your viewpoints. So I don't know what the the word is for just blindly buying into your viewpoint. I've I've used the word grifter, but I think it's a it's a bit harsh because most of the time people don't realize they're doing it. And when when I say grifter, I feel like they're they're recognizing they're doing it and they're doing it anyway, you know. But for example, I'm hard on Dave Rubin for him pretending to be all. Open minded to new ideas, the the intellectual dark web. We just want to talk about ideas. I'm the ideas guy. You know, I'm just taking so many ideas in all the time. But he avoids bringing people on with ideas that oppose him. Someone gives him legitimate criticism, and then, you know, all of a sudden, you know, they're the bad actor when he's calling everyone else the bad actor. So it's like, what's going on here, right? So it's like, they start becoming kind of a king or queen of their their expertise or their area of expertise. But instead of expanding the scope of that expertise, they double down on it, you know, making themselves the king or queen of their own echo chamber. See, my overall point is that your views should be continuing to evolve, change, and develop. We become blind, you know, like take political correctness. The right likes to talk about how how bad it is and, you know, we need to, to stop the political, correct, the, the political correctness and whatnot. And to some extent, I agree. But then the right, including the talking heads, are kind of blind to their own political correctness and their own version of it. And that is what I would witness as patriotism. You drop the flag on the ground and they lose their mind. You know, it's disrespectful and how dare you, you know, they say, get out of our country, you know. Go back to Mexico. They, they say dumps it like that. So I bring this idea up because it's, it's, it's an example I've encountered. You know, a young up-and-coming conservative, he had a take on nationalism regarding Megan, th- I'm sorry if I pronounced this last name wrong, Rapone, Rapone, fa- her fame after winning the World Cup you know, rightly so, like she's going to be, have a lot of fame because she's on the women's national soccer team. They won the World Cup. That's a big deal. And there's like this just uproar of her disrespect of patriotism, her dropping the flag and not wanting to visit the White House and not visiting the president, yada, yada, yada. We don't need to get into that because that's not the point of the episode. But he or she, I'm not going to say like who it is, wrote an article basically saying we shouldn't love her or be, be cherishing her and whatnot because she doesn't have enough respect for our country, not enough patriotism. Blah 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 blah. But it made me stop and wonder because the take seemed to be a change from a previous more a previous take they had into a more conservative one. And I thought about that because I'm like witnessing this person's evolution in their young career, right? So I wondered, did this person write this take for the sake of clicks? did they see their their echo chamber forming and wanted to kind of double down on it and feed it did they want to feed the base become the king of their echo chamber or were they actually like are they actually developing that view it stopped being are my views right should i be saying this could i be could i be wrong but instead it became will my fan fan base feed off this will this base i've developed feed off this You know, that isn't the pursuit of truth. That's the pursuit of protecting your celebrity, solidifying your celebrity, and growing your celebrity. Did it become about feeding their celebrity instead of putting forward legitimate criticisms in good faith, right? So now, this is where I'm going to bring in the philosophy stuff. Now, Michel Foucault sparked this idea for me. So I'm going to oversimplify today and get more in-depth at a later date. Uh, depending on what you all kind of think about this, I'm kind of awaiting your feedback too to kind of help take in some criticism so I can kind of alter my position and stuff. But this idea of power and his idea of power, that's kind of what he's famous for. And the rules of exclusion and inclusion. So person, let's say person X, they take the patriotism story. Um, they found this knowledge about a group. Knowledge that they might start out agreeing with. But nonetheless, they find that others respect this perspective of knowledge. So when you find that knowledge, you also find power within that knowledge. So with that power, it brings with it, uh, you know, this possession, this possession of knowledge, right? You become known as the king of that arena, that arena of knowledge, such as, you know, conservatism, socialism, libertarianism, whatever ideology it is, right? The king of the group, the king of that idea, the power, it's a power structure of knowledge. So let me kind of help envision this. The way, So the way I envision it is, is once a public talking head, you know, gets on top of their area of knowledge, they control that power structure. They place themselves in this protective barrier on top of the throne, Now allowing new information to penetrate the walls of their kind of worldview that they've created for themselves. See, not everyone can be on the top of that group. You can't, such as, you know, not every person can be kind of this leading talking head in a particular ideology. It just doesn't work that way. We have limited resources of time that people can consume information on these kind of areas of power structures that I'm talking about. So once you have that power, you don't want to give it back. So if you are the expert on conservative talking points, for example, you don't want to give that up. And the same, the same goes for the left. You're an expert on leftist talking points. I'm using conservative here today because it's kind of what really kind of sparked me to finally do this. So why would you want to acknowledge the possibility you are wrong? See, that might turn your base against you, pulling you down from your throne. The power structure is the celebrity. You use the knowledge to maintain that power but block yourself off to other areas of knowledge. When you are on top or even, even part of the group agree with you, with or part of you agrees with that group, you become included in that tent. You are part of that power structure. You get a little power high. It's kind of what I'm saying in a way. But once you start disagreeing, then you might become excluded. The whole thing comes toppling down for you. You don't want to lose that power structure for yourself. Who wants that, right? So you block yourself off to the possibility that you are completely wrong, right? You block yourself off to that information. You don't want to acknowledge it, even if it's legitimate, even if that little voice in your head starts telling you that's legitimate criticism. This doesn't just happen in politics. So I'm not just saying it's politics is just kind of like an easy example, but it's something I do find concerning. It's like a, a subconscious way people are acting in bad faith. It leads to people spreading extremely biased, bad information. Now, I get it. We can never get rid of all our bias. I've said that a couple of times in this episode. But recognition of our desire for that power of celebrity, maybe that can help reopen the door for alternative perspectives, ideas, and just recognize the possibility that you were wrong about something. Something, And maybe we need to hold people's feet to the fire it, in a way, when we recognize these power structures in that we should make it more okay to admit when we're wrong about something. Because I kind of get it. It is hard to say you are wrong because you do possibly lose fan base. And if that's your way of bringing home income, for example, that can be detrimental, right? But like I said, I'll be devoting more more time to this idea Please comment below if you are watching on YouTube. Hit me up on Discord for all podcast listeners. You can check out the links below for that stuff. As always, thanks for listening, watching, and uh, peace. I'll talk to you next time.